Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Jesus and his disciples were traveling and they're on their way for Jesus to ultimately go to the cross. And the disciples are arguing about who's, who's the greatest. Uh, they are thinking about what is in this thing for me. And uh, I think God uh, teaches us that there's a lot of things that are in Scripture, in Christianity, that are a blessing to us. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. But did you know that's not why Jesus was walking this earth? Jesus was walking this earth having set his face to the cross to give his life. He said, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down. And Jesus willingly laid his life down and then three days later took it up again uh, by his great power. Uh, Jesus had a heart of giving. You have to have a heart of giving to leave the throne of glory. To come and be born into the home of carpenter, to live a life of relative obscurity until age 30 where he went into ministry and he found himself opposed, he found himself mocked, uh, he, all of these things happening in his life and yet Jesus continued to give and to give and to give and to give. That's the heart of our Savior. And that's the heart that he wants us to have toward him and toward others. Um, this scripture is a scripture about a collection that's being taken up. They were taking up a collection for the Jerusalem church. And so the people in Corinth and other cities around uh, that Paul had ministered in were collecting money to send to Jerusalem to, to help alleviate the stress and the strain of their um, trouble that they were going through as a church through a financial gift. And apparently it had been announced to them sometime before and they had made a pledge of what they were going to give but they hadn't quite followed through on what they're going to say. And so um, Paul is sending Titus to them and he's saying, look, I've sent Titus to kind of help uh, remind you and help with the process, kind of give you some coaching on how to do this uh, so that you can fulfill this pledge that you've made uh, to the Jerusalem church. And and so he sent Titus, and then he also uh, used the Macedonians uh, as an example. Apparently the Macedonian church was a church that was going through poverty, probably because of persecution, and yet were very generous in their hearts in the giving toward this offering that was being taken for the Jerusalem church. Now the scripture teaches that um, first, the giving that we give is to God's church. Uh, we, to give to tithes and offerings, as Malachi says, that there might be meat in his house. Uh, Jesus uh, spoke of tithes uh, and so forth. So that is part of our giving. But this gift here is not so much a gift to the church as in the local church that they attended, but it's a gift, sort of like a missionary gift that, they, that we would give if we were sending off to Lottie Moon or something like that. It's a gift to bless other churches uh, that he is addressing here. And so Paul is encouraging them to give in the right way. 
Uh, he's not mentioning the amount of money that they're giving, but he is mentioning the way in which they are to give. Uh, and uh, we need to ask God to give us the heart of giving that he has. Not just with our finances, but in every area of our lives, we need to be generous givers because God has been generous to us. Uh, the title of my message is Receiving God's Grace to Give. Grace is empowerment. So look at verse 1 of 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God granted to the churches of Macedonia during a severe testing by affliction. Their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed into the wealth of their generosity. I testify that on their own, according to their ability and beyond their ability. They begged us insistently for the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints, and not just as we had hoped. Instead, they gave themselves especially to the Lord, then to us by God's will. So we urged Titus that just as he had begun, so he should also complete this grace to you. Now as you excel in everything, faith, speech, knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love for us, excel also in this grace. So receiving God's grace to give, what does God enable us to do as he gives us his grace or empowerment to give? Uh, this is about the way that we give. Well, the first thing I want you to see is he enables us to give joyfully. Joyfully. As he speaks to the Macedonian church in verse 2, he says, During a severe testing of their affliction, their abundance of joy and their deep poverty overflowed to the wealth of their generosity. So joy was part of the giving experience. Uh, when I served at Aberfoyle Baptist Church, that was the first church I pastored, uh, there was a man there uh, by the name of Tom who um, had given a copier to the church. He had paid for it, and our copier was on the fritz, and you know we kept having trouble with it, kept having trouble. And, and uh, so he gave this gift to the church, and... Um, he had only told me and one other person about it and, and wanted it to remain an anonymous gift to the church. And so, uh, but that, that morning when people were going to see it, he had put it up at the front of the church and he was sitting there back there and he was just like this. He was, he was like watching with excited look in his eyes. And, you know, the, the secretary came, oh, she was so excited. And, uh, you know, you could, just, you could just see him smile and he was so excited that he was able to give and to meet a need. And um, I thought to myself, you know, that is the perfect model of joyful giving. Uh, he was just excited to give. Did you know that's what God wants our hearts to be when we give? Uh, whether it's giving to the church, whether it's giving to a need in someone else's life, he wants us to be a joyful giver. Uh, as we are joyful in our giving... We bless the heart of God. Because what does the Bible say? Man looks at the outer appearance. God looks on the heart. And so God, when he sees a joyful gift, uh, it blesses him and it pleases him. And it's a sweet-smelling offering to him. So ask God in your life. Ask him as you give. As you give to the church. As you give to others. Ask God to give you a heart of joy in giving. 
And uh, then obey him as he leads you to give with a joyful heart, knowing. How can you give? By the way, how can you give with a joyful heart? You know that God is going to take care of you, right? What does the scripture say? Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it shall be poured into your lap. Uh, so as you give, God's going to give to you, not just in, in, in finances, but God's going to give to you spiritually. Did you know that's one of the reasons you need to give? Because God blesses you spiritually and helps you grow spiritually through the discipline of giving. Giving is one of the basic disciplines of the Christian life. And so if you want to grow and you want to become all that God wants you to, to, to be, you need to grow in the grace of giving. So you can give joyfully because you know that God is going to take care of you. You can also give joyfully because you know that God is going to reward you. Because the Bible says that one day when we get to heaven, the things that we've given, we're going to be rewarded for that. Whether it's time, whether it's treasure, whether it's talents, whatever. God is going to reward us for the things that we do for him. Won't that be an exciting thing? Somebody once said, the only thing that you can keep when you die is what you do for Christ and what you give away. And so you can be joyful in your giving because as you give, you can know that God is going to reward you. But ultimately, giving joyfully is something that God enables you to do by his grace. So ask God to help you to have a joyful heart as you give, to fill you with his spirit so that you can give with a joyful heart. So uh, how does God, uh, what does he enable us to do so that we can give in the right way? First of all, he enables us to give joyfully. Secondly, give sacrificially. Give sacrificially. By the way, what more sacrificial gift could God have given to us than Jesus Christ? The gift of his own son. I, I can't even imagine that. God has called us to give sacrificially. And I love this description of the Macedonian church. It says their deep poverty overflowed into the wealth of their generosity. In other words, they really didn't have the money to give. Now relax, okay? I'm not going to ask you to sign a card at the end of the service, okay? Some of you are getting nervous now. Listen. When I speak about giving sacrificially, I'm not asking you to give sacrificially because I ask you to do it. I'm not asking you to give sacrificially because somebody else asked you to do it. I'm asking you to give sacrificially when God lays that upon your heart to do so. And to ask him to give you the grace to do that. Uh, do you remember the little widow that Jesus was observing? And uh, the scripture says that uh, she gave... Two mites. That's less than a penny. Okay? But Jesus is standing there watching. And he's watching the rich people put in their gifts and so forth, and they're kind of doing it with display, you know, listen to this sound, you know, boom, you know, as it hits the bottom of the offering. Uh, they had a bin, you know, that they would put it in, and, and, you know, they're kind of strutting back to their seat. But then you have the little widow, and she's kind of embarrassed, and she goes up, and, you know, she, she puts in her little two mites. And Jesus said, disciples, you see that? She gave more than all the rest of them. And what? Yeah. They gave out of their abundance. She gave out of her poverty. 
And that's the heart of God. Did you know God doesn't care how many zeros you have in your gift? He really doesn't care. What he cares about is your heart. And as he saw that widow giving these two mites, he said she gave everything she had. Think about that for a second. What would that mean to give everything you have? Jesus told the rich young ruler, sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and come follow me. If Jesus were to say that to you, what would you say? I don't believe that. By the way, I don't believe that's God's plan for every person. Okay, just relax, okay? I'm just saying, if, examine your heart. Would you be willing, if God were to say, I want you to empty your bank account and give it to missions, would you do it? That's giving sacrificially. You see... We need to have an open heart toward God. Did you know that the money that we have is not ultimately ours? It's all God's. Some people say, gripe about giving 10%. 100% is God's. He's given it to us to be stewards. So when God calls us to give sacrificially, we need to be willing to obey him, but to do it with a heart of joy. See, they weren't just giving sacrificially. It wasn't one of those things where they, okay, the preacher's gone again. I'm going to give. Right? It wasn't that situation. By the way, God doesn't need your money. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. It's not going to ruin his world if you don't put your money in the offering plate. God's kingdom will still move forward. Okay? God wants you to give with a joyful heart. Why? Because it's an act of worship to God. And so you give sacrificially. You are a means to meet a need in someone else's heart and life. I remember uh, uh, my parents were, were praying for uh, a car because we really didn't have the money to get another car. But my mother was working across town, and it was kind of a hardship because my dad would have to carry her across town, across Knoxville, to the other side of Knoxville to work, and then come back and so forth. And so one day, as a family, uh, dad said, you know, come around, let's, uh, let's pray. We're going to ask God for a car. And so we prayed. We got down and prayed, and we asked God for a car. And uh, about a week later, this uh, man in our church who was a used car salesman, called up my dad and he said Larry I have never done this before he said but I feel like God wants me to give you a car and um, dad said what he said I want to give you a car he said I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it to you for a dollar okay said, just to make it a legal transaction but just bring you a dollar come to my office and I'm going to give you this car and so that, that's exactly what happened. Dad went and he, he gave him a dollar, drove the car home. One of the best cars we ever had. It went and ran, did well. Uh, but God provided a need through that man because he was willing to give something we wouldn't normally give, right? God laid it upon his heart. He was willing to be a channel of blessing to somebody else. Um, Give sacrificially. So uh, how do we give? Give joyfully. Secondly, give sacrificially. Thirdly, give generously. 
It overflowed to the wealth of their generosity. The word generous here in the, in the original Greek means single. And it has the idea of being single-minded about something. In other words, not wavering back and forth. Have you ever wavered back and forth about giving something to somebody? It might be because you were mad at them, or maybe it was because you didn't really think they'd use it for the right purpose, or whatever. But you kind of waver back and forth. Well, a generous heart is a heart that is single-minded in giving. They're not giving with their teeth teeth clenched. They're giving openly and freely with a good heart and an open heart of giving. And so uh, that's the heart God wants us to have, a, a generous heart. That doesn't mean that you don't have limits on your giving because the Bible says if a man won't work, he shouldn't eat, right? Scripture says that. So there are limits to that. But, but God wants us to have a generous heart towards him and towards others. And so um, check your heart. Do I have a heart that is genuinely eager to give, uh, single-minded to give, or do I go back and forth? You know, and so I will often have people come up to me after a giving message and comment. And sometimes I'll, I'll hear something like, uh, yeah, I've got to be careful about preaching too many of those giving messages. People might get the wrong idea. Get the wrong idea. Hmm. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I think giving is so important. We need to have a generous heart toward God and towards others. I remember when I was growing up, uh, I was a teenager. And uh, we had these people in our church who, they were wealthy and they would give a lot of things to the church. But uh, one time... Uh, they paid for the entire youth group to stay at the Hyatt Regency so we could go to the Youth Evangelism Conference. And I thought I was in high cotton, you know. It's, it, was, it was great. And uh, I've never forgotten that. But that, that's the heart of generosity they had. They just enjoyed giving. They were single-minded. They, they delighted to give. That's the heart that God wants us to have. Now, I realize not all of us can do that kind of thing. But, but have that heart of, of excitement and giving and being a part of the work of God here in the church or being a part of God meeting a need in somebody else's life. So we're to give generously. Ask God to give you that generous heart and ask him to give you a heart of worship as you give. Give joyfully, give sacrificially, give generously, give supernaturally. Supernaturally. Look at verse 3. I testify on uh, that on their own according to their ability and beyond their ability. You see, you and I have a giving limit. You know, I remember when, when I was in the military, they said, uh, uh, you know, they were encouraging us to invest. And they said, you know, some of you will be more comfortable with a certain type of investment that has less risk because everybody's got their threshold, right? And, you know, and so, and that's one of the things you, when you're, when you're married to someone, you've got to be sensitive, right, to the threshold they have, right? So you talk about those things. Well, we, we have a threshold in giving a lot of times. This is the kind of thing I'll give. And God says, I want you to be willing to give what you can't give. I want you to be willing to step out of your comfort zone 
I want you to be willing to step out of what's normal for you and be willing to launch out into the deep and do something that you couldn't do on your own. To give what you couldn't give. They gave according to their ability and beyond their ability. Some days you know what you got in your budget, right? I can spend this much this week. I can give this much. God says your categories sometimes need to be set aside for my purpose. So that you can give beyond what you would normally give. Uh, that's supernatural giving. How do you do that? Well, you do that by supernatural empowerment. First of all, God empowers you to have a heart to even want to do that. Uh, when he prompts you to do it, he gives you the ability to trust him. So uh, all of this comes from his grace. And so if you are a sacrificial giver or if you are a supernatural giver or if you're in all of these other kinds of giving, it comes only because God and his grace empowers you to do so. So we need to ask God to use us in this grace of giving to others, even sometimes if he asks us to give supernaturally. Now, I've heard people share stories about how they would give what they really didn't have to give and how God would immediately give back to them. Have you ever heard those stories? I remember this lady, she would tell me, I, I just felt like I was supposed to give the $10 in my pocket to this man as I was coming out of church today. And so she says, I gave it. And, uh, you know, I got a gift of $15 about 30 minutes later. And God took care of me. She, she was giving beyond what she was able to give. Uh, God will take, do you believe God will take care of you? You remember the little boy with the five loaves and two fish? That's all he had to eat. He couldn't give that up. His mama had made that. Maybe he'd have gotten in trouble if she had known. That's all he had to eat. He didn't have access. But he brought the little that he had to Jesus. Not only did he eat well, everybody else ate well. See how that works? God takes care of us. Supernatural giving means I trust God when he lays something upon my heart to do that I trust him to do it for his purpose and for him to supply my need. So we're to give joyfully, sacrificially, generously, supernaturally, eagerly. Verse 4, they begged us insistently. For the privilege of sharing in the ministry to the saints. They were begging to give. I'd like to experience that sometime. People begging to give. Oh preacher, send the offering plate around again. We didn't give enough the first time. We're just so excited. We want to give to the church. Wouldn't that be great? These Macedonians, they were struggling. And yet they said, Paul... You're going to let us be a part of this, right? I, I, I know we're struggling. But listen, I want to tell you something. We want to be a part of what God's doing. We want to give to this cause because it's the kingdom of God. And these are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we want to be a part of what you're doing. Let us be a part. They were begging to give. See, you don't beg to give unless you've got the grace of God in your heart. The empowerment of God. So <clears throat> ask God to give you that eagerness. 
I remember when my kids were little, and it, they would get so excited at Christmas time. And, uh, you know, the, the presents under the tree and grandma and grandpa's gifts and aunts and uncles and everything else, you know, and they, they just tear through that paper and so excited. I can remember sitting back uh, sometimes watching them open these gifts and just kind of have an emotion well up in me. Had to fight the tears because just I saw the joy on my kids' faces, and, and it was it just blessed my heart. And I was eager to give to my kids because I love them. You know, I think part of the, one of the reasons we're not more eager to give is we don't have a heart of love for God or for others the way we should. So ask God, fill me with Your Spirit, Lord, empower me to give eagerly your things and to the to the needs of others they gave joyfully so we're to give joyfully sacrificially generously supernaturally eagerly fully fully verse five and not just as we had hoped instead they gave themselves especially to the lord can i tell you something money is not all there is to it God wants your heart. He wants you to give yourself. When you surrender your heart to follow Jesus Christ, at salvation, you're surrendering yourself to follow him, right? It's an act of trust that you take. God wants us to have that heart of trust each and every day. Jesus said, if a man will come after me, let him Deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. You see, this giving needs to be fully. It's not just giving. Don't think that if you put money in the offering plate, your job is done. It's not. Don't think if you give to some, some charitable organization, your job is done. It's not. God doesn't just want your money. He wants your heart. And the whole point of the way that I think that Paul is introducing this subject of giving as God cares about the way that you do it is because God is concerned about your heart. It's not so much the dollar signs, it's your heart. And so God wants you to give and have the attitude in your heart of giving, not just of your finances, but of everything that you are to his purpose. To be saying, to be saying in, in your heart to God, Lord, I give you the blank check of my life. You write on it whatever you desire. You tell me to go wherever you want me to go. You tell me to say whatever you want me to say. You tell me to do whatever you want me to do. Lord, I want to follow you. I want to give all that I am to follow you. That's giving fully. Ultimately, the Christian life is not about getting. It's about giving. That's why when, when you come to this church, I, I pray, I do, I, I pray each week, and uh, Philip and I pray in the morning before church, and, and uh, we pray that God will work in your hearts and that he'll touch you and that he'll work and minister to you. But can I tell you something? It's not necessarily just about that. It's about us coming together to minister to each other, to give. He says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves as the manner of some is. As you see the day approaching, but encourage one another. 
you know when you come to this church, it's an act of giving? It's an act of giving because you're coming to be a help and an encouragement to the body of Christ. So we're to give fully. Uh, ask God to give you a heart that is de desires to fully give of yourself to the Lord. So we're to give joyfully, sacrificially, generously, supernaturally, eagerly, fully, and finally lovingly. They gave themselves especially to the Lord, then to us. By God's will. We need to give lovingly. Sometimes, have you ever had somebody give you a gift when you were, maybe you needed something, and you could tell they didn't want to do it? Maybe they had a scowl on their face, or well, bring your own next time. You know, whatever they say. You know, uh, but you could just tell their heart wasn't in it. How does that make you feel? You know, God's people are not to give grudgingly. We're to give lovingly. And whether it's giving to some other individual as God leads you, or whether it's giving to his church, you need to give with a loving heart. Giving is an act of... You're not giving to the preacher. You're not giving to the programs. You're giving to God. So you need to give with a loving heart. Jesus said the two most important commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. The two things God is most concerned with both involve love. So you need to give lovingly. As you give, when you give on Sunday morning, don't just think it's a ritual. Just kind of drop it in there. Don't think about it. But just say a silent prayer. As you put that money in your offering plate, say, Lord, this is a gift of my love to you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, this would never repay what you've done for me, but let it be a little offering, a little blessing to your heart. When you give to someone else, give it. The scripture says in the name of Jesus. Sometimes I've said, actually said that to somebody. I'll say, I'm giving you, I'm giving you this uh, because God led me to give it to you. It's in the name of Jesus. But but also, in the name of Jesus means as his representative. How would Jesus give that gift if he, if he were here? He would give it with love. Jesus looked at the masses. He looked at Jerusalem. He says they, they're like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem. That's his heart. The very same people that were going to put him to death, Jesus was weeping over them. That's the heart of Jesus, is love. You can't work that up. You can't fake it. It's either there or it's not. So that's why we need grace, amen? We need grace to give that way. Ask God to give you that heart of grace and giving. And, and then as you give, your gift will be a blessing to God's heart. When uh, Peter was being restored by Christ... Jesus asked him three times, do you love me, Peter? Do you love me? Do you love me? Each time, Jesus, Peter says, yes, I do. And he said, feed my sheep. Shepherd my sheep. Feed my sheep. In other words, what Jesus is saying to, to Peter, show your love for me by what you do for others. 
And as you teach God's word to them, as you feed them as their shepherd, as you care for them spiritually, you're showing love to me. So you see Jesus in the needy person that needs some, Or you see Jesus in that person that God prompts you to give something to, to meet a need. Uh, and, and the love of God overflows. Let yourself be a channel for his love. Uh, aren't you glad that God so loved the world that he gave his son? I sure am. Uh, as we close this time together, I just want you to think about that. Ask God, Lord, give me this kind of a heart to be a giver to your purposes, to the church, to others in the community as you would lead me to. And let me be the fragrance of Christ to a world that desperately needs to see the giving heart of our Savior. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this, this time of studying your word. Thank you for the message that you've given us about being a giver and how to give. And Lord, help us live this out in our lives. And, and God, uh, confess the times, Lord, in my life where I've not had this heart uh, of giving. Please give me this heart consistently. Give us this heart as a body of believers so that we give not only of our resources, but we give our very lives as an offering to you each and every day. Help us take up our cross daily and follow you. And Father, if there's somebody here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ, help them to receive the great gift that you've given to them.